Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. And welcome to the special Friday edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. My name is Ryan McCarthy. To my right is my co-host, Dustin Henry. We are brought to you by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Dustin, it's been, yeah. it's been a heck of a week. We uh, missed out on our recording on Tuesday, but we're here Friday. It's Friday afternoon. Yeah. Weekend's yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the flexibility this more uh, this week. Uh, I was the one that threw the wrench in, but there was just the this week got a little crazy. But it's kind of cool to be recording on a Friday. I'm I'm ready for the weekend. Work is done. I'm ready to dive in, have some fun. Yes, I did mean that to rhyme, and uh, it's official now. I'm on the I'm on the show bumper. So thanks for that. Yeah, uh, exciting new times here at No Credentials Required. I appreciate you jumping on as my co-host, and I figure I might as well do some uh, might do might as well do some tweaking here and there with the show. So now that we're both uh, not your part of the show, so nice yeah. little tweak there. I'll, I'll get the I still have to get the bumper for the uh, the the podcast intro, but I, I got I I got the means to do it, so you know, we'll get it fixed up there. So in the meantime. We go ahead and remind you about our. Before we get into things this week, we might we're gonna remind you about our socials right down here. If you're watching on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, it's no creds req. Facebook.com forward slash no creds req. If you're watching on YouTube, search no credentials required. If you're watching, hit the like button, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell. That mean that means uh, if uh, we go live, you'll be notified. So that was kind of another rhyming scheme there. I tried to. Nope, and failed. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast side, if you're listening, our home base is Spreaker. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Podchaser, wherever you listen to podcasts on your favorite platform. Rate and review five stars is preferred. See this many stars. There you and go. yeah, and uh, leave a review. And if you leave a review, I might even read it on the air. So even, and also, we would love if you're watching on either Twitter or Facebook, we would like your 
algorithmic engagement comments, your AECs, engage with us during the show. We'll read your. We'll be sure to make sure. <laughs> we'll we'll make sure we read your comment on the air. We got plenty to talk about, uh, and we, 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 I would we're, not we're, have guessed. I would not have guessed that the A stood for algorithmic. There, I was like audience. You know, I don't know. Same thing. I mean, I mean, it, same thing. Audience engagement comment or uh, algorithmic engagement comment because you know what with, with, with youtube it's it's, it's really funny and something with twitter too the more the people the more people engage the more people know about the pod about this show so i figured hey we want your we want your audience engagement comments or algorithmic algorithmic engagement contents <laughs> which however you prefer to preferred your acronym well, if Danny DeVito's out there and he's watching, hopefully we'll get a comment from him. Something about uh, something about uh, his favorite his favorite historical figure being uh, Thomas Jefferson. He he. <laughs> shout out to Danny DeVito. Hope you're watching. Shout shout out to Danny DeVito. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we were meant to do this on Tuesday, but but like it's like like Dustin said, things got in the way. Uh, for both of us, actually, in our in our personal lives, and we got a comment already. It's Brian Katie from a bunch of stuff. What's more difficult, figuring out YouTube algorithms or baseball saber metrics? Um, I would say they're on about equal question. playing playing field here because baseball saber metrics. Everybody talks about the warp and the wins above replacement and the and the and the and the whip and all these all these stats. I listen to and and uh I listen to fantasy baseball podcasts. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I'm like uh, I'm I'm a little bit lost in the sauce. I was not a I was not a math person in school. I was more the English history type. We are the uh, same that way. <laughs> yeah. And Brian, shout out to Brian Katie from Godzilla Media. He's got a bunch of shows. Uh, White Heat, uh, Katie's Corner, the baseball, White Heat, which is a wrestling podcast. He goes, he does di- uh, deep dives oh, into nice. pay per views and such. Um, Katie's Corner. He just started a new one this week. I can't remember. I think he's called Get On With It or Get a- I can't remember the name of it, but I watched a little bit on. Uh, on, on Thursday or it was, was it Wednesday? I can't remember which day, but anyway. Yeah. So, He's, yeah, a been lot of a fixture. He's been a fixture in sports a long time around here. I remember him from his days. I think it was on sound off with sync off if memory serves oh. correctly. And then, and then he had his own show on, I think Saturdays. So uh, he's a name that is very familiar. He's very knowledgeable about sports in this area for sure. That, that he is. I, I, we actually had him on no credentials required about a month or so ago. So um Great, great, great guest. Lots of fun talking to him. He actually, his internet actually froze while he was making a comment. Uh, <laughs> and we're like, oh, his, his, his comment got so, it, it, this, uh, this moment of catharsis was so, uh, was so spicy that his internet froze. It was hysterical. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great moment in, in, in streaming TV. Yeah. <laughs> so after this, go back and watch it. All right. So we're going to get into our, NFL Week Two reactions. Now we're not going to go in depth like we did last episode when we when we went to our uh, Week One break uh, interactions. So we're just going to do a brief version. We're going to go over our biggest upsets, our biggest disappointments, the most entertaining game, and the most the most notable performance, and the hottest individual take of the week. So we're going to start with our biggest upset. And Dustin, which uh, which game? to you was uh, your biggest upset 
I think just the way that everything un- unfolded and everything went down, I got to say, I think it was the Cardinals Raiders. And um, further down the line, this is also without question my most uh, entertaining game. I mean, this this game was another one that had everything. Kyler showed why the Cardinals are willing to put up with, apparently, if he doesn't have the best work ethic, he showed why they're willing to uh, to put up with all of that. And he just is such a weapon. And I thought the Cardinals were out of this game 100%. You got to give them, mm-hmm. you got to give them a lot of credit for fighting back the way that they did. Oh, absolutely. That was also my biggest upset of the week. Uh, based on if you're if you're if you're someone who takes part in uh, in, in sports gaming or sports book, uh, that's become widely legalized around the United States and different different states in the United States. Uh, some other some states have catching up to do. But if you looked at the line, uh, the the Las Vegas Raiders were favored by five and a half in this game, and they went up big early. They, they were up by 16 at one point and in the second half you know watching red zone and watching different games on red zone red zone especially the four o'clock games the four o'clock games and the 425 games they were they started out as snoozers yes they were with, sleepy <laughs> and, and with the exception of with the exception of your seahawks getting thoroughly trounced by the oh, san francisco 49ers every other game was very entertaining, especially my most entertaining game of the week, which was the Arizona Cardinals and the Las Vegas Raiders. And fun fact, I saw a tweet, but it was a fun fact. I think it was Amazon, uh, Amazon, uh, the Amazon, whatever service it is. They, they do the, 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 the pro stats. AWS. Yeah, the pro stats. Yeah, AWS, oh. like the pro stats. They do all the stats for the, the, uh, you know, the, the game, uh, winning percentage, that kind of thing, like the percentage to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did a stat where for the two point, the, where the two point conversion that Kyler Murray ran in, he ran 84 yards oh, in yeah. total between the scrambling. And then the finally, the, uh, the, the uh, run to the end zone. Yeah. 84 t- total yards. <laughs> yeah and was that on uh, was that on the two-point conversion they that they needed wasn't the two-point conversion yeah. to tie yeah <laughs> yeah that that was that was crazy now, full disclosure ryan and i watched the games together la- uh last week and i was kind of up and down because i was making ribs and wings and grilling in a monsoon yeah. <laughs> when things went down so so there were things i missed but i did not miss that that's for sure no, no, we. Uh, uh, I, I felt, I felt a little grumbly in my tumbly for Saturday into Sunday, and thankfully on Sunday I felt a little better, so I was able to enjoy the festivities with you. But, um, but no, that, that was my that was my biggest upset for the week. It was a very entertaining game, as you said. But we're we're gonna move on from biggest upset to the biggest disappointment, and unlike the week before, where I totally ripped my New York Jets a new one. <laughs> hey, maybe they heard us. Maybe they. Hey, exactly. Maybe they got they got motivated by hearing uh, yours truly give them a new, uh, rip them a new a hole. But yeah. um, but my biggest disappointment was the Tennessee Titans, and I'll tell you why. I expected them to actually be in the game when they played Buffalo on Monday night. 
and that, Monday, that weird Monday night doubleheader. I'm not sure what the reason was uh, for the weird doubleheader where they had one game start at seven and the next game started at 8.15. I'm not sure the reason why, if there's somebody in the yeah. audience, if if, it, if there's an ESPN scheduling executive or NFL executive watching, you know, please leave a comment. Please leave an algorithmic enge- engagement comment <laughs> and uh, to figure out why they did that, that weird doubleheader. But Titans, they they surrendered, a, they surrendered a touchdown early. They come back, they get a touchdown. And then Buffalo just proceeds to just oh. lay the wood to them. All yeah. the rest of the game, and I was so, and especially since they give the, the the Giants beat them the week before, and it was a close game there. I expected to have the for the Titans to have some sort of fight. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they just laid down, oh, laid down the yeah. entire game, both on both sides of the ball, and Buffalo made them. The Bills made them pay. Yeah, I mean the Bills in this game, I think showed why they're the class of the NFL. I mean their defense is probably the best in the NFL right now. Josh Allen looks unstoppable. I mean, people people kind of bemoan about Buffalo's running game, but if Josh Allen and the receivers continue to just go up and down the field like this, who needs a running game? You don't yeah, need right. balance. You don't need balance when one side of the offense is looking so good. And uh the Titans, we we know that they pretty much need Derrick Henry to be Derrick Henry for them to even have a fighting chance. And he just threw, I think, no fault of his own. The offensive line was just giving him nowhere to run, coupled with the 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 tenacity of Buffalo's defense. He was kind of yeah. handcuffed, and he's all they have right now. Yeah, that front seven for the Buffalo Bills is just – they're unstop- they've been unstoppable, unstoppable the first two weeks. And full credit to them for absolutely – Stomping a, uh, in the words of the immortal Jr. Jim Ross, stomping a mud hole into the <laughs> yeah. Titans. Yeah. Oh, he definitely. You know, and the, the Titans, Bills were stone cold in the corner, and they were stomping. Yeah, and the Titans. I, th- you know, they picked up Robert Woods in the off season because they traded they traded AJ uh, AJ Brown, and they draft they draft Traylon Burks. Uh, other than those two, I can't name I can't name a wide receiver on that team. Yeah, it's notable as a notable name. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat, and honestly, I I um, Ryan Tannehill has managed to play okay the last few years, but there's been some grumblings th- that uh, we may see Malik Willis. I don't think we're there. I think that's a little premature, but I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the season Willis is in there, especially if the Titans yeah. continue to go the direction they're going in. Yeah, and Rainy, Ryan Tannehill has been exposed the last two weeks, the first two weeks of the season, mm-hmm. and that comment he made about, yeah, he says, or in the in the preseason uh, during, I think it was during training camp where he said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a mentor to, uh, I'm not acting as a mentor to. Uh, to Malik Willis, and yeah. I get it. You're the starting quarterback for a reason, but you also don't have the right to be a dick. No, no, it's <laughs> part not, of my French, but yeah, you don't. Yeah, well, and it's it's funny that you say that because if you remember, Brett Favre was not exactly warm to Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know if you followed the news, but now we know what kind of person Brett Favre is. You know, trying Oof. to funnel. <laughs> get money funneled to the university where his daughter goes. That's supposed to be meant for relief, you know, in the state of Mississippi, absolutely disgusting. So I guess, yeah. 
you know, birds of a feather flock together. I mean, I, I don't think Tannehill's on that level, but if you say stuff like that, you're probably a dick and it's, and it's come out in both cases. <laughs> so now, no, I just want to say to the Tennessee Titans, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. But speaking yeah. of disappointment, Dustin, who are who was the who was the team or teams that disappointed you this this week and week two? Yeah, I got a kind of a two way tie on this one for me, but I'm gonna be very quick with one of them. Um, the Colts. I was wrong. I thought the Colts would would do well with Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan just looks he looks washed. If, if we're honest, he, uh, the Colts, they have one of the best running backs in the NFL and they, and they can't score points. They just have gotten beat by teams in both cases. Cause I think they've played what Jacksonville and Houston. Yeah. If, if I'm, if memory serves and in my mind, those are two teams that they should have beaten handily as well and i just they are underperforming so far and maybe this is who they really are you could go so far as to say whether they downgraded at quarterback and i never thought that that would be a question um but the team to me that is more in trouble i gotta go with the cincinnati Bengals. you know i know it's early in the season but the afc north uh we're gonna get some thoughts on it later but this is turning into one of the more intriguing uh, divisions in football because you just don't know who's going to come out of it. We thought it was going to yep. be the Bengals. The offensive line is terrible. Uh, oh, it's a turnstile. Yeah, he and and it, and Joe Burrow is just getting hit continuously. Um, he had the spleen problem, you know, a few years ago or whatever. Whatever caused him to miss uh, all that time in his rookie season, and it just is. This is this line is disturbing, and also it's a trend. They seem to be able to get themselves back into games only to lose them in the end. I mean, this has happened for two consecutive weeks now, and for where some thought that they could go, they're probably my biggest disappointment. So shameless plug, I, I wrote an article on bellyupsports.com today about the uh, how the New York Jets can, in week three, we'll get to week three in just a moment, uh, how they're yeah. primed to feast on Sunday. They, they only have three sacks uh, during the season, this young season. But this is the line for the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line and what they've allowed this season for to Joe Burrow. In week one, their line surrendered, four, they surrendered 14 pressures seven sacks, five hurries, and six hits. And those stats are pretty telling of an offensive line that was supposed to be rebuilt during the regular, yeah. during the offseason, but they've been a turnstile of since. Mm-hmm. So Joe Burrow, four interceptions, one lost fumble in that game. Yet the Steelers won by three. Now in week two, the Cowboys did the same, also the same exact thing. Yes. 13 pressures, six sacks, three hurries, four hits. I don't know if he had any turnover. I, I didn't see the line where he had uh, how many turn- turnovers he had, but still 13 sacks in two weeks is just an offense. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's and especially when so much was made in Cincinnati about, oh, we upgraded the offensive line. We understand we have to protect Joe Burrow. And then, of course, infamously, uh, the one player that was signed, he said, your new bodyguard is in town. Nobody that's Lyle you. Collins, who was an well, ex-cowboy and pro bowler. <laughs> you're, uh, <laughs> you're cashing checks, but Joe Burrow's getting nailed. So this yeah. is... Uh, this is why you don't social media sometimes to quote to quote uh, Herm Edwards don't press send you know don't the, the press now, the, send on that the now uh, no longer employed with Arizona State University yes and that's another story that's developing too over this week my goodness yes this uh, has been an interesting week in sports as you said yeah. So we got some more comments from our boy Brian Katie here. Dust, he says, Dustin, bless your heart for remembering when radio executives still tolerated me. <laughs> LOL. Hey, I was listening out there. I I was listening. I remember you had to do a you did a Christmas carol about Hank and Hal and how they were disappointed. I think it was to the tune of Oh Christmas Tree, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to bring Brian on so we could he could sing that again. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to continue. He, he's got he – also, he also asked, what about Bengals allowing themselves to lose to Cooper Rush? Uh, we just addressed that. By God, that's Cooper Rush's music. <laughs> <laughs> and he also agrees with the both of us. True. the Oh, actually, MF Gaming, I don't know, the, the new comment here. True, invest in offensive line, and they're still horrible. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that was uh, true to form, uh, Dustin. You're, you're, one of your most disappointing teams from week two was the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, I have a sneaking suspicion this this trend will continue on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one week is a one week is a uh, an outlier. Two weeks is the start of a trend. You know, yeah, try not to overreact. But I'm telling you, if you if if your if your Jets come and hit the because they are playing the Jets this week, right? I think Bengals. Yeah. Yep, at yeah, MetLife so, Stadium. Yep. So if your Jets get to the Bengals, then it we know it is a trend because that'll be three weeks in a row. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're going to continue on to the most entertaining game. And uh, Dustin, you alluded to your most entertaining game being the Cardinals and Raiders. Yes. Uh, so we we kind of went over that, and we yeah we already watching on Red Zone. We mm-hmm. kind of poured that poured over that. My most entertaining game was the Washington Commanders and the Detroit Lions. And I had mentioned, I've said this before, and I'll say it again on this on this podcast, the Detroit Lions are a fun team to watch. I don't think there's yes. anything that anybody ever in the history of ever has probably ever said since uh, since the day, the days of Barry Sanders and Herman Moore and Rod, uh, Rodney Pete. This team is fun to watch. Dan Campbell is becoming one of my favorite coaches outside besides Robert Sala. Uh, Sala. Um, Dan Campbell is one of my favorite coaches uh, in the National Football League. And last season, they all those losses, those really close losses, you kind of could tell something was going to happen in Detroit. Yes. I think it's starting to happen. I think that groundswell is starting to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I am not as educated on their roster as some, but from what I can gather from the eye test, they've drafted well since he's arrived there. They've mm-hmm. got they've mm-hmm. got some talent. Jared Goff appears to be um, I know Sean McFay kind of backed the bus over him when they when they when they traded him yeah, to right. uh, to get uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt Stafford. But Jared Goff may be 
a little better than than people think. Um, yeah. And also, they yeah, they just those guys will run through a wall for Dan Campbell, and you can see yeah. it. And they also believe that they're in every game, which is something that hasn't happened in Detroit for years. No, no this this uh, this team is fun to watch, and I I just think that. Uh, it's going to be exciting times in Detroit, I think. I, 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 we have another podcast at Belly Up Sports. We just started a couple of this, over the last two weeks called Motor City Realists. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch this week's episode. Um, FYI, spoil, uh, I did the trailer for their uh, for their, uh, for their their podcast. Sit to, the, sit to a karaoke tune of uh, uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem. Uh, <laughs> did, did a pretty good job, I must say. Mike Brown gave me it says that gave it gave me the chills because I put highlights for different Detroit. Uh, games oh, on nice! But, but no, it wasn't. If you're a Detroit sports fan, listen to their podcast. It's um, I'm gonna listen. To, actually, after uh, this week, I'm gonna try to listen to it. And um, it's Mike and Zach. Uh, they've done different podcasts in the past, but yeah, they're all about Detroit sports and. I imagine their excitement has uh, has started to swell a little bit um, in terms of the Detroit Lions and how they're staying a staying in games and b yes. just having looks like they have just having fun. Yes, yes. Which that's the thing you got to remember. Even though these guys are getting paid a ton of money, they still want to have fun. There are very few players. I imagine there's some, but there are very few players who are just content to show up and get beat every week and still collect a check. I mean, they want to have fun. It is easier when you're winning and the the lions are feeling themselves right now. And it's fun to watch. It's an, it certainly is. It certainly is. All right. So week two, we're going to go to our, uh, most notable performance. I didn't uh, get a chance to make this banner. Maybe I'll do it right now. Um, but they're the most notable performance. And I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here. And uh, go with Garrett Wilson of my New York Jets. Nine receptions, 107 yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner in that very, very awesomely shocking upset. Of, yeah. I guess you could call it an upset if you want to call it an upset. Although, yeah, it's, we consider it an upset. Yeah. Of the, of the Cleveland Browns, they score two touchdowns in the span of less than two minutes. And actually, less than nine, in 90 seconds. And they come up with a big win over that godforsaken elf painted in the middle <laughs> in, in the fifty-yard line of <laughs> Brownie the Elves Energy Stadium. To to <laughs> Whatever, come at me, come at me, Shorty. Uh, Scott, <laughs> Scott Hansen on Red Zone was trying to like explain that it was you know from Scottish lore or whatever, and it's like you can't make Brownie the Elf cool. You know, no. I'm a I'm a big Paul Brown fan. I know what he did for the for the game, but Brownie the Elf, come on. No, that's just <laughs> mo it's just very creepy looking. But yeah, my most impressive performance and and, and to boot, Garrett Wilson got rookie of the week, uh voted by voted by as voted on Pepsi.com's uh uh webpage. Uh they had rookie of the week voting and Garrett Wilson is the rookie of the week for this week. So congratulations to him. Uh, I know you're watching right now, Garrett. So I just want to give, wish you congratulations. Also congratulations to Braden Mann, who won NFL special teams player of the week for that onside kick. He, uh, he had, and that, and that first down, a uh, first down throw uh, in, in the first quarter of the game on a fake punt to keep a drive alive. So 
They're flying high. Yes. <laughs> I'll Absolutely. see myself out. Dustin, who is your most impressive performer in week two? My most impressive performer, because I don't I don't think anybody would have seen it coming. Uh, to, for me, it's Tua, and I'm not going to try the last name because I know I'm going to stumble over it. Tagliavoa. Tagliavoa. There we go. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. That's why you're the host. Um, exactly. He, I, I love I love language. I love phonics. What can I say? I'm hooked yeah. up monkey phonics. <laughs> <laughs> but he really, I when Lamar Jackson was out there making the throws that he's making, you know, I think the general consensus, I think you, me, and Scott were all talking about it, saying that mm-hmm. that Lamar is improving as a pa- as a pocket passer, and if he puts it together, he's going to be such an amazing weapon but the fact that the dolphins were right there with him step for step i mean what did what did Tua have six touchdowns was it six touchdowns 400 that or 400 is, yards passing nobody and and uh against everybody, the ravens of all teams yes and everybody has made so much to do about his arm to the point where to the point where somebody on YouTube, and I guess I guess it's pretty funny, somebody put this together. You can find it. It's been talked about on another podcast that I was listening to, but they somebody took a video and they flipped everything. They flipped the film so that mm-hmm. Tua looks right-handed. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh, it looks like a different quarterback. It looks like he has a, a cannon for an arm. Well, shout out to the fellow lefty. Tua looked amazing in this game. Now, whether he will be able to sustain it, especially if he, if the Dolphins are able to hang with the Bills this week, then we'll see. But the Dolphins mm. look very good. This coach looks like he, even though he's my age um, and he looks younger than me, he seems like he can put Tua in a position to succeed and the rest of the team as well. It looks like the Dolphins' MO is just to run everybody off the field, but uh, Tua really impressed me uh, in week two. Well, Brian Kitty would also agree with you, his performance of the week. Tua lighting up Baltimore like a Christmas tree for the comeback when he's in full agreement with the SO. Um, and I just looked up Mike McDaniel. Uh, he was born on March 6th, 1983, so he's actually a couple months older than you are. Yeah, he's just a bit older, but I'm telling you, he looks younger than me. When he was walking off the field with the sunglasses and he had the little mustache going, yeah. I was like, this dude looks like he's 25. He looks like he could be like the equipment manager, not the head coach of a football <laughs> team, honestly. Yeah, oh you guys God. want some waters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's- can I, do, I, do you use some adjustment on your helmet? I can help yeah. you with that. <laughs> All right, so let's go to our last part of summarizing week two of the NFL. Hottest individual take from week two. Dustin, what's your hottest individual take coming uh, coming out of week two? Well, I kind of alluded to it, but uh, I think the Bengals are in trouble. I think there's trouble in the natty. I don't know. There's just something. Last year, they had a magical run, and to start – to start the year the way they have in what I thought for them was a very winnable division. I know it's very early. Maybe they'll write the ship, but with an offensive line like that, as you so eloquently pointed out earlier, I think this trend, as you said, we have a suspicion the trend will continue. The Bengals are in trouble and, uh, 
that's my hottest take. I don't know if it's that hot, but it's I think it's hot to say it this early, but I have I have very little faith that the Bengals will write the ship. All right. My hottest individual take from week two is that Josh McDaniel is just another Mike McCarthy. No relation. He has an aversion of running the football. If you're up 16, if you're up double digits, what's the most, if, if you're on, if you're on an offensive now, Josh McDaniel ran a pretty good offense yes. in new England. Of course, he had a Hall of Famer, Hall, Hall of Fame quarterback yes. for so many years with him. Not so much with Mac Jones to be determined with him, um, but he's hired by the by the Raiders, and you expect him to try having a balanced attack. Well, that's not so much the case right now with the Oakland, with the Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> and if you look at the box score from this week josh jacobs had a pretty solid week 19 rushes 69 yards no scores longest run was 13 yards the raiders attempted 39 passes and only only rushed 21 times now i get it you you want to have a passing offense. You, you've got weapons like Hunter Renfro. You've got weapons like Devonte Adams, who is Derek Carr's, I suppose, the I say best friend. Uh, they were teammates together at uh, Fresno State. But at the same time, you got when you're up two, when you're up multiple scores, slow the game down on offense. When you have the ball, slow the game down. Grind that clock. I'm yes. old school. Like, I'm an old school guy when it comes to offense. Yes, yeah. passing attack. I, I know the NFL is trending towards a passing attack right now. We kind of saw it with multiple. We, we saw it with multiple quarterbacks this week. Tua Tagovailoa being one of them this week. But that was a new unique situation where they were down three scores. When you're up multiple scores, when you're up 16 points, you got to yes. slow the game down. You got to yes. run the clock down. And if you can't utilize Josh Jacobs to your best ability, what the hell are you doing as a head coach in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Um, Full disclosure, I've never been the biggest fan of Josh McDaniels. uh, And I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because I I, I know everybody deserves multiple chances. Nobody should be judged entirely on their past actions, but... He just, the way that some of the decisions he made when he was head coach of the Denver Broncos, drafting Tim Tebow as high as he did, and then he stiffs the Colts on the day of the press conference when he was supposed to be hired. There's just something about him. And the latest thing for me that makes no sense, as you just alluded to, Josh Jacobs I don't know if he has incriminating pictures of Josh McDaniels or what, but <laughs> but they won't. You know, jo- Josh Jacobs. The you okay? He's a running back. Whether you think he's a star, there is no denying that w- he may not be a star, but he is a good running back, and he's and he was a recent draft pick. And I get yeah. it wasn't by your regime. But when you use Josh Jacobs, arguably one of your best players on offense in the Hall of Fame game, 
Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You that's where that's where you kind of show what you think of him, because nobody else, no starters, if memory serves, played at all in that Hall of Fame game. They might have played a couple of snaps, yet they're running Josh Jacobs out there like he's got to earn a spot on the team or something. And it it boggled my mind. No, so, and, and yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Josh Jacobs, I just don't know what what the plan is there. No, I, and you know, it, it could be a regime change. I mean, last season with John Gruden and all that mess they had with him having to fire him and then having their special teams coach take over as, as the uh, coach for the rest of the season. And they got to the playoffs. Yeah. He did a great job a, as, and they coach. had a, yeah. And they had a balanced attack. Excuse me to tag along here. He's making an appearance <laughs> on the show. Yeah. He's the um, show mascot, you know? Yeah. He is the show mascot. Absolutely. Uh, until that changes. But, um, but this year, like uh, it, it, there's correlations to the Cowboys in, in that when Jason Garrett was head coach of the Cowboys, there was a balanced attack. You had, yes, you had Dak Prescott who I think he was a better quarterback when you handed Zeke Elliott the ball. Yeah. The he run game opens up the pass. The exactly. Yeah. As much it's as I hate like that. that. For, for... <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I know you want attention. but <laughs> Yeah, you have but, to do that. It's always been like that in football. It's always been like that in football. Yes. Yes, it's one of the oldest tricks in the, in the book. Run to open up the pass, specifically play action pass, because maybe you yeah. get the defense to jump just that little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I I, there are people out there that know full warehouses of knowledge more than I do about football. But even I learned from playing the Madden video games back in the day, you run the ball to set up the pass. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the way it's always been. Uh, Brian Katie's got a hot take of his own. He says Trey Lance won't see another meaningful snap with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. After watch after that injury, oh, gruesome, gruesome, gruesome injury. Oh, yeah. goodness, you may, yeah. you you may be right, Brian. I mean, that's the same injury that Dak Prescott had in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna move along. We're gonna be we're gonna be doing this pretty quickly. We're gonna go to NFL Week Three. What we're looking forward to. We're gonna be going through this segment pretty quick. We're going to take a quick break, have a little, uh, uh, we're going to pay some bills around here, but uh, <laughs> let's go to our, let's go to uh, the most intriguing matchup. Dustin, which, who's your most intriguing matchup for week three? For me, there's only one pick for this and it's got to be the bills and dolphins. It's got yep. to be, I am exceedingly excited one to see these two quarterbacks go head to head and see if Tua can do it for another week. Josh Allen, we know what he's capable of. 
is not the trash draft pick that uh, big mouth Jalen Ramsey thought he was those <laughs> years ago. Um, but I really, the most intriguing matchup for me is to see if this track meet high speed, we've got the burners keep up with us. Dolphins offense, how the bills defense is going to combat that. Um, yeah. Because I think it's going to be a very interesting matchup. I, I agree with I agree with you there, but for me, it's Bills Dolphins. Um, just based on based on the fact that the Dolphins haven't seen a pass rush like the Buffalo Bills. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, Baltimore has a pretty decent pa- has, a, has a pretty decent pass rush uh, with Justin Houston as their primary pass rusher. New England kept the the fins down for as long as they could. They adjusted like Bill Belichick's teams always do. They adjust in the second half, but it's going to be really intriguing to see what this front seven of the bills defense can do against this offense, which is very fast. Uh, They get open very quickly, but you've got two stud corners uh, for the bills too. You can't just look at the front seven, but you also got two stud corners, uh, one of them being Justin Poyer, who's one of the best in the league. So it's going to be very intriguing matchup right there. Teams that are the most desperate for wins this week. I went with the Raiders and the Titans, who are actually playing each other in Nashville this Sunday. Oh, um, how fitting. As a, yeah, how <laughs> fitting. As I mentioned with the Raiders, they got to find a way to balance their attack. For the Titans, uh, I think it's just going to be – you got to find a way – to you make sure you get Derrick Henry the ball. Yes. You've got to feed him. You've got to see if he can he can regain some of the form that he's had in previous seasons. And because he's he's your stud right now. As you as you detailed uh earlier, Robert Woods, he's a great receiver, but I just don't think that Tannehill I don't They've uh, he uh, receiver receivers outside of AJ Brown have not been the focus in in uh, Tennessee for for recent years, and I do think Mike Vrabel he comes from a school I I think he's a little bit old school he wants to run yep. the ball that offense is predicated on running the ball why not one prob- arguably your best player on the entire team is he runs the the rock so. Um, that's what they've got to do is just keep going to Derrick Henry, see if he can wear, wear the defense down as the game, uh, goes on, see if they can control the clock a little bit and maybe grind out a win. Yep. Absolutely. I I agree. I agree with you there. Uh, for the, we're going to go to the players to watch in week three for me, actually, Dustin, who's your player to watch in week three? And you may have alluded to him already. Yes, my player to watch. I'm on repeat a lot this episode. My player to watch in week three is Tua. Tua again because you want to see. We'll work on. We'll work on that. We'll We'll work work on on that. I will study up. I will study up. (laughs) Now, you want to see is he finally fully recovered from the injury? Is is his arm able to hold up to the to the scrutiny? Um, and, and is he able to get the ball to the receivers? He showed it last week. Can he do it multiple weeks in a row? Has he arrived? I, my eyes will be on him this week. And for me again, a little, a little doing a little homerism here, but I'm going to say the New York Jets defensive line. I want to see 
what they can do against the Cincinnati Bengals turnstile of an offensive line. <laughs> I would love to see. I, I would love to see because I did. I did a full breakdown on BellyUpSports.com. It's my most recent article, but they they've only blitzed a handful of times this this uh, this year. They've only they only blitzed a couple times against the Ravens. Only blitzed a couple times against the the Browns. That's understandable because they have more mobile quarterbacks. You're yeah. dealing with a guy who's primarily a pocket passer. If you can get after him, he's like Tom Brady. Like if yeah. you send enough guys after him, you hit him enough, he's gonna wilt. And I'm curious to see if the Jets can get after him this week. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch as well. Yeah. Now now we're moving on to the last thing we're looking forward to in week three. And, and actually, this is more of a uh, negative thing. This is the we would rather drink castor oil than watch this game, <laughs> game of the week. For me, it's the Bears and the Titans. That just says it enough alone. I mean, it's in Houston, yeah. and the Titans, the Texans, excuse me, the Texans, Texans, yeah, the Texans' offense was god awful last week, and they almost beat the Broncos. The Bears are the Bears. Uh, the Week One win against San Francisco, I think, was kind of an anomaly just because of the weather last week. Aaron Rodgers still owns them. Sorry, Bears fans. Uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> still does. owns you, even with all the hot, even with all the ayahuasca in the world that he that he uh, can have. Uh, he still he still owns your franchise, Dustin. Which which would you, which game would you rather drink castor oil than watch? Well, to go into this, I'm going to go back to last week for for a second. As I alluded to, I was grilling wings out in the rain. When we got some, when we got hit with some rains, and uh, our our buddy Dave, who was over at the house, he came out, he came out, and he said, "Hey, you want me to take over the wings so you can go in and watch the uh, like parts of the Niners Seahawks game on Red Zone?" I said, "Sure." I went in, and I watched that massacre. And when he came in, I said, "Man, the wings would have been more entertaining than that." So <laughs> that is my pick. That is my pick. It's the Seahawks Falcons. I mean, Seattle. I. I don't know if Drew Locke would be any better. I don't know when we're going to get a chance to see him, but Gino Gino's not going to get the ball to DK Metcalf to make this entertaining. The the running backs, it's a three-headed monster. Their corners are terrible. Mm. Um the Falcons though seem they're they've been in games, but they've almost been yeah. in games it seems almost they don't. They refuse to use their best offensive we- weapon. Kyle Pitts has been invisible, and apparently yep. Arthur Smith doesn't care about uh, fantasy football. But let me tell you, if you get Kyle Pitts involved in the game, you probably have a better shot at winning real football. So, yeah. uh, I'm not looking forward to this game. I'll definitely tune in a little bit, but uh, I see myself turning this one off pretty quickly if it goes sideways. Yeah, and the funny part last week is that the Atlanta Falcons. Were was were this close to coming back from a twenty eight to three deficit? It would have reversed everything. Yes. since that happened since two thousand seventeen. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. I, I don't know. Use Kyle Pitts. He's there. You spent a top what was it top four draft pick, draft yeah. pick on him. Yep, and he he's yep. invincible. He's not a blocking tight end. The guy's a freak. Yeah. Exactly. And Dustin, you had a, th- a quick thought about that uh, before we move on to the next uh, for, for the rest of the show. You had a quick thought about Thursday night football. Why don't you go ahead and uh, 
lay down what you were uh, what you were thinking uh, from last night's game. Yeah, I just want to say that overall, uh, I like Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet on the on the call. I think I think they're a good team for Amazon. Um, there was something about Amazon's presentation that felt just a little bit below uh, Fox and CBS and ESPN for me. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just I'm not used to streaming games yet. Um, But overall, I'll get to the team play just very quickly. Uh, The Steelers, you have to wonder when they're going to give uh, the rookie a chance at quarterback here, because clearly with the exception of Najee Harris and a rookie rookie running back, uh, let me, his last name is Warren. They drafted him Jalen Warren. He ran well early last night, and I was wondering if they gave him more of a run to kind of spell Najee because he's recovering a little bit from the, I believe, what was it, a sprain? He had a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I was wondering if they were trying to balance Najee out. As the game went on, Najee looked fine, but Jalen Warren, he looked pretty good. Um, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky threw a ball uh, and Pickens laid out and made an incredible grab. If if yep. you didn't see it, go back. Very and check this very out. reminiscent. Yeah, very reminiscent of one uh, Odell Beckham Jr. back in the day for sure. Yeah, that was a phenomenal game. But then after that, the Steelers' defense. Um, I know they've got some injuries. Obviously, Watts not the Watts not playing right now. But wow, the Cleveland Browns. It looked like, first of all, it looked like this game was going to be a punt fest, and then both teams kind of, kind of got into it a little bit. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, people are starting to—they're starting to score some some points. It's fourteen thirteen because uh, the Steelers kicker missed an extra point, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be like—I'm going to be pleasantly surprised by this game. But then mm-hmm. the Browns really just ran it down the Steelers' throats, and Jacoby Brissett played. Very well. He was in a zone last night. He was getting the ball to David and Joku. He actually, Amari Cooper had a great game because people are thinking, oh, Jacoby Brissett, he's not going to be able to get the balls to the receivers, but he did yeah. last night. And the Browns, dare I say it, if they can if they can survive like this until obviously we don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to be when he returns. Um, they'll they'll have something to say about this division because as we detailed earlier, the Bengals seem to be on a downward trajectory right now. The Steelers aren't what they so the Steelers, aren't what yeah. they used to be. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I think it could be a uh, it could be a Ravens Browns d- division, uh, and, yeah. I, and I do think the Ravens will ultimately pull that out. But the Browns surprised me a bit last night. We knew they were going to rush. We knew that the running attack is what they want to do, but um, the passing game surprised me a little bit last night. J- uh, Jacoby Brissett, he was in his own. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett's a he's he's the serviceable quarterback. He's been in the league for for more than a cup of coffee, so he's a, he's going to do the job if he need to do the job. So I'm not I'm not going to begrudge him, um, <clears throat> but you know, and, and nor, nor should anybody else because he's a he's a. He's an NFL veteran. He knows what to, he's know what he's doing. He's yeah, moving a couple teams. But if if you need somebody to just fill in the fill in uh fill in the gap until your starter comes back, Jacoby's your your guy. Yeah, he's won game for the uh, games for the Colts in the past. I believe the Patriots back in the day. Patriots, and, now, yep. and now mm-hmm. he's now he's doing it again. Yep. 
Yep, absolutely. All right, before we move on to the rest of the show, we got to pay some bills, and we want to tell you about our friends. One of our friends at Godzilla Media, and that is Mohawk Honda. And up here in the Northeast, just like that, it's fall. Crisp morning air, pumpkin muffins, beautiful foliage. Excuse me. Foliage. foliage. God almighty. <laughs> hey, you got, nu- you got nuclear. Name. I, got fo- I got foliage. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and just like that, it's fall. The season may, seasons may change, but one constant is the buying experience at Mohawk Honda where you are greeted with a smile and treated with respect. The new vehicle inventory is ramping up too with pilots, passports, and ridge lines. Remember, this is the best time ever to sell your vehicle. They want to buy your car, and in some cases, you may be, you may be even be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. Just another advantage from what you get from the moto, number one volume dealer in the capital region. General Manager Greg Johnson and his teams of sales consultants are always available to help you in the buying process. And big news, Scott Moynihan is back at Mohawk Honda, and he brings his 30-plus years of automotive experience with him. Stop by and welcome Scott home. You can also see my guy, Easy Evans Whalen. He got me into the loving wheels of a 2016 Honda HRV. Yes, the season's changed, but at Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Road, uh, Freeman's Bridge Road in Scotia, New York, and on MohawkHonda.com, we always go out of our way to please you. So, moving on to our last couple segments here on Occurrences Required for this week, we're going to talk about Judge uh, Aaron Judge and his pursuit of Roger Maris. He is tied with Babe Ruth. For the New York Yankees home run run, season home run record, he's one behind Roger Maris. I was listening to the last couple of games, the last couple of nights, um, and other than the fact that these teams are walking him, and which your pitching, your pitching coaches and your managers, uh, you're all cowards, first of all. Uh, but I, I've also you don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I also kind of wonder if he's trying a little bit too hard, Dustin. Do, do, just to try to break this record, I think he wants to do it in front in front of the fans. Yes, and I, I and there's a sneaking suspicion that he won't be back this next season as a Yankee. I doubt that. I think he's happy where he is in New York, but I think he wants a long term deal. Mm-hmm. But getting back to uh, and getting back to the, the main topic of his record. Uh, possibly breaking the single season record. Do you think he's trying too hard to break the record, especially at home in Yankee stadium? Oh, I, I think there's no question. He's gotta be, he's gotta be pressing at the plate. We know he's, we know he's a star athlete. We know he's used to the pressure uh, uh, of the market in New York. He's played here for a little bit now. um, And he, 
clearly has the mindset to handle it well, but this is this is next level pressure because you're trying to you're trying to do something that very few people have done. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of in a lot of people's eyes, this is the real single season record because for various reasons, nobody counts. Some people don't count the uh, Maguire, Sosa, Bonds seasons, and we all know what those reasons are, and everybody yeah. has different op- opinions about them. But, yes, he's got to be pressing because he wants to do it in front of the hometown fans. Like you mm-hmm. said, there is some some uh, doubt swirling around whether he'll be back in New York this year he knows or next year he knows what this record means to people and now that people are walking him he's got he's got to feel that he has less of an opportunity to do it so with all that swirling around it's got to be tough to just go out there and play yeah i mean, I mean as uh I, I, was, I was listening to my guys Levac and guys the other day they talked about this record and how much it means to i think it means a, to a lot of a lot to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and the fact that a lot of people, a lot of athletes have tried and failed to play in the New York market. Uh, Sonny gray. Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, Joe, uh, Joey Gallo. recent Memory. Uh, And for some reason, fans to go back a little further, Jeff Weaver, he would be. Jeff he could Weaver, not. Yeah. He could not handle it. He was the big offseason acquisition from the Tigers that year, and the pressure. The pressure just got to him. It gets yeah. to a lot of people. You could say Randy. Same for Randy Johnson when he played for the Yankees back, and I think it was a, was it oh six or oh seven. If I remember yeah, correctly, like I can't that. remember the exact year, but he had he did he was he did get a haircut, and it just wasn't the same. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. the same badass pitcher who could. Th- throw napalm yeah uh, from the left as a lefty it just wasn't the same after that so and and just getting in getting into little tips with the media uh the paparazzi especially um but judge seems to excel in the limelight and saying hey uh, yeah i definitely want to i want to be here a i want to be here b i don't mind i don't mind the spotlight at all yeah, uh, and having the big stage and the biggest stage of all be Yankee Stadium uh, because of because of what it is. Uh, I I think I I I personally think he's trying too hard. I think I I think it's it will serve him well to have a night off. As much as Yankee fans don't want to hear it, yeah. I think it would serve him well to have a a night off just to take the pressure off himself. I mean, if I'm Aaron Boone, I'm if I'm Aaron Boone, I'm doing that. But yeah. I know how I know people are going to pay a lot of money for tickets because they want to see the record being broken. Yes, but at the same time, like he, he's got to have a little bit of pressure taken off of him. Yeah, um, and I think a day off would serve him good. Uh, that's 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 my that's my that's my hot in the outside, but ice cold in the middle. Take for hot <laughs> sports take for today. <laughs> But that's just me. That's just me. That's just that's just somebody who I just that's just who I am. Like I, I just like I I was as someone who's served athletes in a miss in a ministerial role in the past. Uh, I I know what they go through. Like I know what they go through. Even in like the, the even like a small market like Albany, New York, the capital mm-hmm. region. Mm-hmm. There's still pressure for them to perform. Uh, yeah. Whether they're trying to go to the next level. Um, if you're if you if I if you were with the AHL uh, affiliate, you were trying to get to the NHL. Yeah. Uh, if you were in short season 
single A ball, you are trying to go to single A or double A ball. Like that, there's that pressure on you. You're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to to perform and do that. And the fans want to see that. They want to see production. But I just think, like I said, I just think it's, it would serve. It would just serve Aaron Judge well to just have one night off to just kind of decompress, take off the pressure a little bit, and then smack the crap out of the baseball to tie, and then per, and then surpass Roger Maris. But that's just yes. me. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, you've got to release the valve a little bit. It, he he needs he needs time to relax it's got to be a pressure cooker and he probably feel he i'm projecting but he probably feels like he just can't focus the way he needs to um to play so i think a night off would do him good uh if you're aaron boone at some point you got to protect your player and i think this would be a way of doing that yep yep so we're gonna end things uh we're going to wrap things up in just a minute, but I just want to get to the weirdest sports news item of the week. And <laughs> Dustin, I shared this with you last night. Uh, a student in at the University of Utah tried to pull a uh, Vladimir Putin, and he threatened to nuke his campus. Now, <laughs> here's the story from KSL out in Utah. And this the, the, the headline was, uh, student arrested for allegedly making nuclear threat unless... Utes, the U- University of Utah Utes uh, football team uh, beat San Diego State last Saturday night. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's. Uh, I'm I'm reading the articles. This is from KSL.com, and it's, and I'm quoting here. It says on Saturday, the University of Utah football team hosted San Diego State at Rice Eccles Stadium. The woman quote posted threats of violence on the Yik Yak app i've never heard of that app yeah before the game stating that if the new york if the football team did not win she was going to down this is the that was was the the curveball here she was going to detonate the nuclear reactor that is located in the university of utah causing a mass destruction according to a police booking affidavit (laughs) now i understand going nuclear for your team but not literally yeah a and b i expect this from the sc from fans of the sec not the pac-12 yeah yeah (laughs) this lady's obviously she's she's yearning for the days of urban meyer and alex smith i don't i don't know what's going on but but to me and i and i hate to be this person but like Guys are crazy, right? We we would expect yeah. this from some dude that would just get drunk or whatever and, and call up and say some stupid stuff. But but the fact that she it's a it's a woman almost makes it like, wow, this is next level. Because yeah. like normally, normally women are more measured in their responses. They're smarter than us. I could say it, but, but yeah. like there, there, but is, there uh, are there are there are women who are super fans. I, yes, I, I know some. I know some of them personally. With, yes. between uh, with with uh, belly up sports especially. So, yeah. um, but I don't think I would ever take it to that kind of no. level. And this is this is a scary part. This is a, it goes on in the article. It says police noted that uh, I'm quoting here. The police noted the student does does have knowledge of the oh, nuclear geez. reactor and is aware of where the reactor is located and attends class in the same building where the reactor is housed. Wow. Oh, that's wow. scary. This is she she premeditated this. This she is did. Uh, it was not like, oh, I had a couple shots and got a little crazy. No, this like she she's been planning this. 
<laughs> yeah. But why this and particular game? You know, I wonder. I honestly what, don't know. Yeah. I honestly don't know because look, 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 they lost week one against Florida. They tra- they had traveled to the swamp and they got beat by Florida, who's a very good football team. Uh, and then they beat Southern Utah by 70, by 67 points the week after. And they beat San Diego State, who's not a terrible football team, but they play in the um, they play in the Mountain West, which is where Utah used to play. But but no, it, it's no, <laughs> no. I I don't have any. I'm yeah. actually I'm I'm kind of rendered speechless for the fact that somebody would actually threaten to blow up a nuclear reactor at the school. Yeah, and she yeah. knew where that was. Yeah. She she was a student. She's a she's an engineering student at the school who knows nuclear fission. Yeah, clearly an extremely smart person, but I don't know what she was thinking with this. I I don't. Yeah, also uh it sounds like Yik Yak is full of a lot of different people mm. who are just a uh, little I wouldn't say weird, but there's they're a lot smarter than I am. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> We weren't even smart enough to know what Yik Yak was, I guess. No, I've never heard of it until I read that article. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to wrap things up here. But first, uh, Dustin, why don't you go ahead and tell the people about your Extra Life fundraiser? Oh, and I see you you put the link in the bottom there. Thank, yep. thank you also, very much. It's also on the link and on the link on our uh, YouTube page uh, for this broadcast. So if awesome. want to support awesome. you, you can click that link and uh, give some money, some tax deductible donation. Yeah, I would very much appreciate it. I will be I will be playing uh, video games. I'm going to attempt to go for 24 hours. I don't know if I'll make it. I've made it a few times. I've been doing this. This will be my fifth year doing it now. It's to raise money to fight childhood cancer. And if you're local to the capital region and you're watching, the money will go to the local Bernard and Millie Duker Children's Hospital at Albany Med. Um, yeah. It's just a great thing. Uh, to be involved in, and I'm happy to use one of my hobbies for to try to do a little bit of good here. So um, pop on in. I'll be streaming that day. I don't stream much on Twitch uh, at the moment. Pretty much Extra Life is the only time I, I do it or if I'm testing for Extra Life, but that may change soon enough. But tune in on the day. I'm LDusto67 on Twitch. I am also at LDusto67 on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm trying to keep it consistent, locked down, yep. but uh, appreciate any help you could give. Yeah, same thing for my handle here, which is at who is right MCC. I keep it pretty universal uh, on social media. And speaking of social media, just want to remind you before you wrap up, thank you for watching. If you're watching on the replay, thank you for watching the replay also. But just all, before we wrap up, just want to remind you about our social media channels for No Creds, No Credentials Required. Right down here, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at No Creds REQ, Facebook.com forward slash No Creds REQ. Watch it on YouTube. Give a thumbs up for this video. Also hit the subscribe button and notification bell so that way you know when we go live or we post another video like the uh, Can I Borrow a Predator uh, from a few <laughs> weeks ago, which has got a lot Fantastic. more hits recently. So yeah, I'm very happy about that. That's gaining ground. It's a good one. And uh, before we go, Ryan, where can people find your articles and other work that you've been doing? Oh, well, thank you for asking, Dustin. Uh, BellyUpSports.com is where you can find my written works. I, like I said earlier in the program, I've been plugging it for the last 
hour. So uh, I just wrote an article about the New York Jets and how they can beat the Bengals on Saturday or Sunday, excuse me. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty much I'm, I'm the beat writer for the Jets on that website. So uh, you'll see plenty of Jets content over the they'll be happening. They'll be written over the course of the 2022 season and uh, hopefully beyond. I'll also be dropping some hockey articles because hockey season is going to start very, very soon. Training camp started uh, this, I believe it started this past week and preseason games are starting soon. My New Jersey Devils are, are ramping up and I know Dustin, your Edmonton Oilers are looking to bounce back, looking to improve from the Western Conference final appearance they had last year. Yes, I am very much looking forward to uh, this upcoming season in oil country. It's been it's been a little while since I could say that, but I really think they're finally on the right track there in Edmonton after a long drought since 2006, I think it was. I mean, they they did well a couple of years ago, went to the playoffs, but then they kind of really underperformed, and then they went to the Western Conference Finals. But what can you say? I mean, the Avalanche just were too much for them, and uh, yeah, hopefully a, they that can. That's a buzzsaw. Yep. Yes. Sure. Yes. It was quite a team. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'll do some we'll do some more hockey coverage this uh, this, this this season. Uh, Football is going to be the primary focus, for, especially since the NFL is uh, in. And uh, as with the fine tuning they've done and uh, continuing on for the rest of the season, uh, we'll probably try to switch focus to hockey. Um, I'm going to try to focus on some local stuff. The Albany Firewolves, the lacrosse team are going to start up pretty soon. And uh, I got a nice shout out during the, during the show uh, from an account that was on Twitter. Let me just go to that as one uh, uh, from the. Uh, outside the box podcast. Uh, I, I what I done last year was I, what I did last year was I posted videos of every goal that the Albany Firewolf scored, and uh, I published it. I posted it to my tw- to the Twitter account. No credits required. Mm-hmm. They gave me a really good shout out. They said the crew over at No Creds do a great job on game day covering the Firewolves. We'd love to make it out to Albany Firewolves game this year if possible. So outside the box podcast. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the shout out. I really do appreciate it. But again, like I said. Follow us here below Twitter, yeah. Instagram, TikTok, no creds, REQ. We're going to post a lot more content on the social media side. Uh, in terms of the podcast, again, our home base is Spreaker, but you can also listen wherever podcasts are found. Rate and review. We may even read it on the air. Same thing for YouTube. If you have, if you have a comment and it's sufficiently, if it's sufficiently uh, harmless or if it's offensive, I'm still going to read it because offensive comments sometimes make me laugh. <laughs> so unless unless there's just like unless there's like slurs or anything like that yeah yeah we don't endorse any of that here no we don't we don't endorse that crap but in the meantime thank you for watching no credentials required if you watched live thanks for thanks for engaging with us so we appreciate we appreciate the comments and again after the show you can if you want to leave a comment on youtube go right ahead and do that if you're watching the replay i appreciate you watching on replay and again this is the podcast where you don't need a press pass to talk sports we are presented by Belly Up Sports, an association in the live in the capital region with Godzilla Media. For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, enjoy the weekend. Stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. I'm pretty sure don't do anything that Dustin would do either. <laughs> True. All right, folks. Thanks again for watching we'll, and, and listening. We'll catch you next week. See you next week, everybody.
courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.